Hey everybody, uh, I'm Diane. And I'm Kate. And welcome to ArtWise. Alright, so today I thought it would be fun to talk about an artist. We haven't done that in a while, so I thought it would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> His name is Takashi <laughs> Murakami. Have you heard of him before? And no, I've never heard of him. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> he's actually like a current artist. Like he's he's oh, still okay. he's still be making things. Gotcha, uh so gotcha. what kind of stuff he, does he make? We're going to get into all that. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's, um, he's very interesting. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, just tell you a little bit about him. And then, yeah, we're going to watch a, a little video of Ooh. this man. And then I'm going to send you some some other stuff to look at. But we're, we're mostly cool. just going to be talking about him as a person and what his art is and what his goals are as an artist because he's really interesting like for for a modern artist anyways like the way that he kind of like looks at art is just mm -hmm. it's very interesting and very different from a lot of um modern artists today so i thought it'd be really cool to talk about him and i also recently saw a tweet with some of his artwork uh, and we'll get into that as well. And it just made me think like, oh, I had to write a report about this guy. Because uh, when I was in high school, I had to write a report about him. Uh, it was like an assignment. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure why. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd choice. Um, I would have like definitely like the artists. I think we had to write two reports in my AP art class when I was in high school, and one of them was Picasso, and then the second one was Takashi Murakami. They're nothing alike, but <laughs> but I, I don't yeah. know. It's just interesting. It's, yeah, it's weird looking at current artists versus artists from the past, because when you look from the future, you can kind of look back and see like which which artists were the most influential during their time. It's kind of hard to do that like in the moment. Yeah, definitely. He's definitely uh, he's he's a he's a guy. I I personally I I love <laughs> I love him. I think he's like such a I don't know. He's he's an artist for sure. <laughs> but he's like, he's not bad. He's not like he's not like a Picasso. Like he's just a guy. Yeah. Um, he's just a cool dude. Yeah. So, um Takashi Murakami uh, was born February 1st, 1962 in Tokyo, Japan. Oh, and cool. like, yeah, he's, a, he's a Japanese guy. And nice. um, he, he's still currently making very successful works at age 58. So he's 58 years old right now. So he's not, he's not old. He's just a guy. Uh, <laughs> Dang, yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to go to Tokyo. <laughs> Yeah, I know. His art, like, I'll send, when I send you a video um, later on in the episode, uh, his art screams Tokyo. Like, it oh, that's screams cool. it. Yeah. Um, so he's actually a Japanese contemporary artist, and he does mm. fine arts media as well as commercial arts. So 
Um, some of his stuff is digital. A lot of his stuff that is on display is like is fine art. So he'll he'll have a lot oh, of like okay. canvas stuff, as well as like he works with like commercial artists and. I'll get into that That's a little cool. bit later, but he does both. Yeah, a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. So he's actually known for having super bright and cheerful works um, that merge Japanese pop culture with his artistic legacy. So like he has these kind of ideas. A lot of people compare him to Andy Warhol. Um, oh. His Yeah, his art looks absolutely nothing like Andy Warhol's art it, it is not <laughs> oh. even there it's they're not the same but the way that he looks at art kind of as like a business as opposed to just I'm gonna make stuff and if people like it they like it the way that a lot of artists do he's just kind of like not nah, how can like I make money <laughs> kind of the mm -hmm. way that Warhol was um so that's kind of why people were like saying it merges Japanese pop culture with his artistic legacy is because he has a lot of goals in the art industry that not a lot of artists like will openly be like, yeah, I'm trying to make like a ton of money. What do you mean? Like not All a lot right. of artists will say that. A lot of artists will be like, yeah. I'm trying to make the most beautiful piece of artwork <laughs> in the world. And I don't care how much money I make from it. I mean, I'm going to make a lot of money from it. I don't care about the money. A lot of artists are like that. Um, he's pretty yeah. open about like, oh, I kind of see art as a business. Um, it's still important to me, but I'm trying to make a living here. And he That's is cool. like, he's a really like, he's quite the the genius. And, and you'll see that mm -hmm. in a lot of his work. But yeah, I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's That's very cool. interesting. And I mm -hmm. I do like his art a lot. I think when I once I start showing you his artwork, I don't know what you're expecting in your head. Uh, I had no clue that you had never heard of him. So that's really cool that I'll get <laughs> to like capture your first reaction on here. Um, yeah. But yeah, so uh, just to start you off, I have a, a video. It's from January mm. 16th, 2020. So it was earlier this year. Uh, in January, and it's of Takashi Murakami giving a tour of his exhibition. And I'm actually oh, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and insert the audio here while you're listening. So like, feel free to comment on anything. I'm gonna insert the audio from the entire video. Um, it's kind of a shame that um, you guys won't be able to hear it, but uh, or not hear it. Sorry, it's kind of a shame that you guys won't be able to see it. But I will link uh, the actual video um in the episode description so that if you guys want to go and watch it you can but he actually does a pretty good job of describing his artworks um to the viewers so i don't think it'll be too big of an issue but i just kind of want um everyone to be able to hear his kind of voice and his vibe so i'm cool. gonna send you that video here in a second oh he's so cute oh my gosh he is he's he's an adorable man I love him. <laughs> I recognize those characters. We are in uh, Perutan Gallery in Lopongi in Tokyo. And uh, welcome to my show in uh, Doraemon Superflat. Come in. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh my gosh. This is, this, 
there was a movie in my childhood with this. So this show is everything collaboration with Doraemon. <laughs> this is a background with uh, blue sky and the crowd. Background is flower. My icon in the flower thing. This painting is uh, oh the gosh. main character, Doraemon. Those are so cute. Nobita, I love them. And uh, his girlfriend, Shizuka, floating in a blue sky. Oh, that's <laughs> it. But. Uh, <laughs> Your background is uh, my flower. That's design. it. He's very candid. <laughs> yeah. Raymond floating thing is a shaped canvas, like a Draymond character, looks like. But the system oh in uh, painting background is flower and many characters. My memory of Draymond when I was kids, it is not looks like really childish because Doraemon is not my age. This is uh, my young brother's. Okay. <laughs> when I was becoming an adult. So How old is Doraemon? Just three years, you know, different is almost nothing. I'm not sure. And then now I can say so my generation culture is Doraemon. Oh, I forgot that this painting title. I added it for uh, some <laughs> difficult okay. title, maybe. Uh, okay. Uh, anyone. Anywhere the war and <laughs> excellent. I love thing. that he can't remember the name so of his uh, own. <laughs> the name ends up being so anywhere because, door. Uh, and an excellent stuff is uh, mostly oh difficult condition because uh, idea came from the abstraction painting in the uh, US 1950s, 40s. This is uh, one of the small paintings, but uh, people recognize. <laughs> The big painting Cat versus girlfriend. small painting is small painting is cheaper and the small painting is easier. But uh, you know, in my head, almost same. This is a mathematics. So like a big painting is exactly big mathematics. But this is a small thing, but same same mathematics. That means if I'm making okay. for a small thing is same stress. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, this is a Uniqlo collaboration party. Oh, no, no, no. I, I did a painting and then you. It's expensive for me, but. <laughs> no, I forgot yeah. uh, which is first. Thank you for coming to my show, Doraemon Super Flat, and uh, say goodbye. Sayonara. Oh my gosh. What a man. Wow, I love him. I love so him already. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on this guy? Like, what do you think of him as a person? He seems, like, super goofy and nice. I love how, like, I love how, he like, he's a little bit crazy. You can just tell. I loved his outfit. Very cool. Um, I don't know. He just seems like a super cool dude. The His character, Doraemon, is from, like, one of my childhood movie favorite movies. Um, and it was Doraemon, and they went, like, back in time and saw dinosaurs. I don't even know if that even makes sense, but that that was one of my favorite movies growing up. So it's cool that he came up with those characters. I don't um, know if he came up with those characters or if he just paints oh, them as part of the culture. Maybe that's I'm it. not sure. Yeah. Some of the some of his characters, um, like, there's one, like, specific one that, like, we'll kind of, like, go into a little bit deeper, like, later on in, in the episode. Um, but mm -hmm. some some of the characters I don't think are his. They're from his culture. So like, yeah, it looks part... like they're from mangas originally. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so like a huge Just, part like, cultural icons. 
Yeah, a huge part of his artwork is Japanese pop culture. And I think that is like part of why he's so famous is because especially yeah um in japan there's like a lot of nostalgia surrounding these characters even here too though um so mm-hmm. i just thought that was super interesting i think he's super interesting yeah. um i love his his art style um, yeah his art was his art was really cool i would really, i would hang that stuff up in my room it's very super, colorful very bright yeah, yeah very busy <laughs> Very clean as well. And I, I appreciate yeah. that so much, especially in fine arts, because like w- when you're doing like vector art digitally, it's like it, it's not it's hard to make something look not clean when you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like paint on canvas like that, it, I don't know how he he does it. Yeah. It makes the colors look so Infinite flat. amounts of tape. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if he even uses tape. Yeah, there's some artists who are just super (laughs) skilled at making things look really, really clean. Like, yeah, yeah, and he's definitely one. It's like magic. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think about him saying that? Like, oh, some people like think the big paintings are worth more. I think that the small paintings like have the same mathematics as the big paintings and they're like <laughs> the same amount of work. Like what did you think about him saying that? Do you agree? That was pretty funny. I I kind of get it. Like I I feel like he he probably puts different amounts of work into each well maybe he puts the same amount. Who's to say? Um but I I find it funny that he says that because yeah, when you think of a, a small painting versus a big painting, you think you're getting very different things. I don't know. I don't know what exactly to think of that, but I think it's funny that he thinks that. <laughs> I kind of I tend to agree with him just because yeah. we have a we have a lot of very famous paintings that are not very big, like for example, the Mona Lisa is one of them. Um Yeah, so, that's a super small one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot I don't know. See, because for me personally, if I'm making a painting, it's so much easier for me to make a large painting than a small painting. That's true. Yeah. You don't really think about it that much. You'd think it'd be easier to do a small painting, but it just feels it it feels more natural to do a big painting because you're using your body and I don't know. It's easy yeah. like if you make us if you make a mistake on a big painting, it doesn't it doesn't pop out as much as if you made a mistake on a small painting, I guess. Yeah, and not not only that, but like, for example, even if you're doing a digital painting, if you have a large sized like artboard or like whatever canvas that you're working on, uh, even digitally or in real life, um, it is a lot higher quality than a small painting and there's just no getting around that. You know what I mean? That's like, true, yeah. Even in life, it's it's so difficult. That, like, for example, like in our um, episode with the aliens, when we saw that insanely detailed painting and I said that thing mm-hmm. has to be huge, it's because in a small painting, it, it would be so immensely difficult to fit that amount of detail into that's true yeah into a small painting so i kind of get like what he's saying like it's it's mathematics it's like that's yeah that that makes a lot of sense (laughs) yeah i i speak his language i guess maybe i'll be famous (laughs) one day (laughs) and maybe you will (laughs) the uh white girl version of takashi murakami (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. Oh my God. And it's you can wear Starbucks. ridiculous clothes. Pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs> and that's it. Nice. <laughs> um, I'll play every day. So you you already said that you liked his art. Uh, do you think it's original? Um, or do you think it's like a carbon copy of what is Japanese pop culture? Like, how do you feel about that? Oh, see, this kind of takes us back to the uh, Lichtenstein of like, you know, you're using character. Well, I guess Lichtenstein was directly copying, but but I I like. Well, I, I like pop culture a lot, and he said he did borrow from, like, 40s and 50s pop culture American yeah, art. Honestly, um, it's like fan I, art. <laughs> like It really is. Yeah. And that's it's, real art, it's like as long fan- as you're not, like, copying. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't mind it. I think what he's tapping into is really good with the nostalgia. He was saying they're the characters of his generation, and I love it. I think it's a great idea. And I love the characters, too, just because I, I have like an emotional connection to them as well yeah that's a solid point i yeah that's cool (laughs) uh it definitely like gives me hello kitty vibes (laughs) yeah 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 those yeah there's some cute little japanese cartoon characters um i i kind of like them more than american cartoon characters just because American cartoon characters, like the classic ones, they're not they're not as cute, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Um, so he actually currently has works in the Museum of Modern Modern Art in New York and also in the Museum Mama. of Fine Arts in Boston. Dang, he's all over the place. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask, do you think it's odd that his works are all on display currently in America and not in Japan, where he is from and where a lot of his work is inspired inspired by their culture? Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know. I think, um, you wouldn't think Americans would be drawn to that sort of, mod, like, modern fine art. I think when Americans think of fine art, they think of minimalism and abstraction and yeah you you don't really think of little cartoon colorful cartoon characters as fine art in the MoMA but yeah that's super odd and I I don't know I'm I'm glad that they're here don't get me wrong I would love to go see them but yeah that's weird yeah I I definitely think his art is is really appealing like it's like yeah. said, it's super clean, which is why I like it. It's super colorful. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see why it would appeal to people not just in Japan, but also here in America, where a lot of his work is on display. Um, yeah, I I can totally see that. I do think it's a little odd that he doesn't have more works on display in Japan, where he's from. Yeah, um, I agree. That's that seems super weird. That and especially with the. Um, the factor of nostalgia there yeah the old cartoon characters old manga characters yeah you'd think there would be more exhibits in japan i don't know i just thought it was weird <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so one big accomplishment that murakami has under his belt is that he actually started his own artistic movement Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I don't cool. know if you I don't know if you caught it, but it's actually the name of, of his exhibit. It, it's in the name of his exhibit. 
that was in the video that I just showed you. Um, but it's called Super Flat. Okay. That kind of that kind of makes sense with the the very clean lines, very f like flat. It feels flat, I guess. Yeah, it is super flat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, he he calls it this because his images and his artwork have a very flattened composition that completely lack one point perspective. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Is that so that's picking up in Japan then? Um somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's <laughs> okay. the only one who does it. I haven't really seen it anywhere other than in his work. Um All but right. yeah, his art doesn't have any sort of perspective. He just kind of like slaps stuff together. It's it's very yeah. interesting. To say Yeah, the definitely least. very reminiscent of the yeah, of the cartoony pop art from the 60s like of mickey mouse on a big canvas i definitely yeah. feel that yeah it, it also um refers to the flattening of art and commerce together so um this movement ah. that he's created is kind of it's like his way of merging japanese history with pop culture and um, also merging it with commerce, like what's marketable, what people like, what's nostalgic, what's going to sell. So it's yeah. his way of flattening everything that he sees fit all together. And I think okay. it's definitely, it's very interesting that that's something that, you know, <laughs> he's created for himself that now all of these other artists are trying to do. Yeah, that's super cool. I, I like that. And it's something that people are gonna, you know, want to buy. Something that people are gonna want to look at. So that's that's really cool that he started his own movement. Yeah, it's definitely something. <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like like I said a little bit earlier, uh, he was a huge like he was hugely influenced by uh, Andy Warhol, um, and he kind of created his own branch of, of pop art as well as um, super flat. And this was called Neopop. And it's basically where it kind of lacked the line between pop culture and high art. So it, it's a lot like pop art, but it's, it's less pop culture, more high art. Like there's no line between the two. Yeah. It's, it's just both at the same time. Okay, interesting. And um, for doing this, he made an absolutely ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> so he actually did a collaboration with Louis Vuitton in 2003 oh and then again in 2007. And I'm going to send you some links oh, right now. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That sounds really cool. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really cool that he kind of managed to, he's not afraid to say, yes, I'm doing this but I'm doing this because I love it and because I know other people will love it too and want to buy it. It definitely works. <laughs> oh, definitely. I think that him collabing being like my art is beautiful and you can sell it on $5,000 purses and totally get away <laughs> with it. I wish I had yeah. the confidence to say that. Um, so here's one of the purses. I'm going to try and send you a few more if I can find some of them because there's a, a lot of really neat stuff um oh that's from cute his collab yeah oh one thousand dollars 
Yeah, there are some that I found that were even more. I um, bet. <laughs> and you can just go through these. We can look at all the ones on this page. I found one that is quite a lot of uh, Takashi Murakami's collection with uh, Louis Vuitton. Um, cool. So let's let's talk about the first uh, one, which is just it's it's the Louis Vuitton purse, um, but it's in these like bright poppy colors with the you know the logo, the Louis Vuitton like pattern yeah. with like the logo and the the weird little flower. I, I don't know. I don't I don't <laughs> have the money for Louis Vuitton. This is not <laughs> <laughs> super cute. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first one. Um, it's just a purse, probably worth more than my uh, entire net worth, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, I love the second one. That's so cute. Yeah, so the second one is uh, a character bag collection for Louis Vuitton. And it, it is it supposed to be like a panda? It looks, looks kind of like, like a little panda. panda guy. Yeah, it's yeah. like a little panda guy just on like a He's Louis Vuitton. He's got his tongue out. Yeah, yeah. Louis Vuitton bag. With some like flowers <laughs> and bright colors on his ears, and it it is almost like it's kind of odd. It looks like somebody just slapped like a, a character sticker. sticker, yeah, on a yeah. Louis Vuitton bag. It almost looks like it's not real. Like if I saw somebody carrying this around, I would be like, "Who the heck bought a Louis Vuitton <laughs> purse and slapped a sticker yeah. on it?" I would have been like, it's "Who kind did of- that?" <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a weird juxtaposition of this Louis Vuitton bag with gold and deep, rich brown and yellow, and then this, like, bright character that's just got its tongue out right in front on it. It's super funny, but I love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely interesting, to say the least. I really like this third one. Oh, yeah, those are are those cherry blossoms. Those yeah, are so cute. So he actually did a cherry bo- blossom collection for Louis Vuitton. Um, I think that's super cool. I love that. I yeah. love how the little cherry blossoms. I don't know if like you look really closely, you can see that the, all the little cherry blossoms have cute little smiley faces on them. They do. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah, um, and this uh, was for the company's 160th anniversary in 2014. So he actually wow. like worked. He worked with Louis Vuitton like a lot. So I think he's probably very rich, a very rich man. <laughs> um, I bet. <laughs> yeah, and um, they actually recently ended. I, I think in 2015 they ended their collaboration, uh, but that doesn't really mean anything because he worked with them for over 10 years. So, you know, even though Louis Vuitton is like, okay, people, I think I've had enough of this from, from you. Like it's almost guaranteed that he's still going to be working in the fashion industry, like with some other brands, because who doesn't want to work with Takashi Murakami, who also collabed for 10 years with, you know, Louis Vuitton and, yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i just thought that was super cool like i don't know how he ended up in that position but whoever was like you know what would look good on a louis vuitton bag takashi (laughs) murakami i don't know if somebody at louis vuitton came up with this i don't know if takashi was kind of like you know what i should do and just ask somebody (laughs) i don't know how this came to be because like they seem to contrast each other so much i just think it's super cool that 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 was something that he was able to do i just think it was 
like just really awesome and super interesting. <laughs> I totally agree. I think yeah, it it and you're right. There's such a there's a contrast between his art and Louis Vuitton as a brand that it just it doesn't seem like it would work, but it really does. I don't know how, but he makes it work. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, another thing about Murakami's work um, that a lot of people don't seem to understand, but he's actually stated it before, but I just think that people don't care is, um, and like, it's, it's just should be kind of obvious given that he's uh, from Japan. Um, but his artwork is like deeply critical of like Western, you know, pop culture um, because, That's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, because he was raised by parents who experienced, um, you know, the nuclear bombings in Japan, uh, mm -hmm. you know, during the war that, yeah. you know, really were not good <laughs> for Japan. For sure. And um, it kind of, like, just really switched things up for them. And, like, his... Japanese writings differ like greatly like him speaking in in Japanese and writing in Japanese are like drastically different from essays and things that he's written in in English and it kind of seems yeah it, it just kind of seems that he has like a deep cynicism towards the west and towards the global art market so I think a part of why he does so well is because he's like these Americans We'll buy anything. <laughs> kind of thing. And, you know, he's not wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I totally get that. I watch... Have you ever seen... There's a movie, which is the saddest movie I've ever seen. It's called Grave of Fireflies. It's a Ghibli movie. But it's about the bombings um, that happened during World War II. Just air raids. And it's the saddest movie you'll ever see. But it's so beautiful. If you I ever get the it. chance to watch it... I mean, I it's good, but it's really sad. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Is it well? So it, I don't. It, it's just. It's so sad, though. It's the saddest movie you'll ever see. <laughs> so if if you're not into sad movies, definitely don't watch it. <laughs> but if you're like me and you kind of like sad movies, weirdly, I don't know. Maybe you'll like it. <laughs> I like sad movies sometimes, but I have to be it like in a certain mood. If I'm already sad, yeah. there is no sense in me watching a sad movie. I, it will destroy my, like, myself. <laughs> For, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, this movie destroyed me, so. <laughs> but it was really good. Yeah, so that being said, do you think that um, he kind of used this negative feeling towards America and towards the West and turned it into a positive by profit profiting off of the West through his artwork? Do you think that that's like kind of oh, a possibility? Heck yeah. I think that's so heck smart. yeah, and I t yeah, and I I totally get it too because I feel like a lot of American fine art works are kind of maybe just a little bit pretentious sometimes. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> so I, I totally get his kind of I totally get his ne his negative feelings for Western art because sometimes it, they fr it frustrates me too. Um, but I, I like that he's kind of flipped it on the other end of the spectrum, where instead of we have instead of this fine art minimalism, we have these cute characters that people love and they're colorful and fun, and people are people gonna, are gonna want to buy that stuff. And I totally love that he 
took that and kind of flipped it on its head. Yeah, I think it's genius. (laughs) It is. It's like the definition of like, you know, taking a bad situation and turning it into something really good. Yeah, I I, yeah, I love it. (laughs) So something that a lot of people don't like about him in America is that and you can totally tell like the kind of the type of people that that think this way. But uh, a lot of people actually think that him thrusting Japanese culture into the United States is like his way of getting revenge on the United States. Do you think that's true? (laughs) I don't think it's revenge as much as much as it's just trying to kind of make money I guess I don't know that's an interesting thing to say I I don't even think I didn't really think about that before well I don't even think that that's I had to bring it up because it's something that a lot of people feel but I just don't even think that's a bad thing like it's a great no it's a great thing to learn about other cultures and like the fact that Americans are like ugh get this Japanese crap out of here. We're not in Japan. It's like, you don't want to learn about other cultures. You don't think that's interesting. Like you don't want to see the yeah. art that came out of another country. Like what is and clearly wrong people want, yeah, yeah. And clearly people want to see and buy it. It's in the MoMA. So your criticisms are invalid. I want to see them. I, I love that they're here. There are and so- yeah, I think it's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important that other cultures show us their art as well. I think it's just as important as our art. I think that most artists that are like famous in the in the sense that they have, you know, art in in fine arts museums are from Europe mostly. And yeah, yeah. it's a lot of white people art. <laughs> it's a lot of white people art. But yeah. uh, American artists, I just I think Pollock uh, Pollock is the first one that comes to mind. Um, there's not a whole lot of, of like incredibly famous artists who are American, and even even Pollock, like it's it's debatable because, and you know, I you know I want to make an art or a, an episode about this like really badly, but the reason <laughs> the main reason that that Pollock's art blew up as much as it did was just pure like timing with the Cold War because it yeah. wouldn't have gotten so popular unless like you know the CIA was like let's just use this this garbage to like <laughs> confuse Russia. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again, I I just really don't think that that's a bad thing, and I also like no. we're definitely like. Culture-wise, America doesn't really have a lot of, like, in comparison to other countries and, like, you know, in in Europe and just in general other places, Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have a a ton of, of, you know, really famous fine artists from America. Um, That's true, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of them are either from other places and came here to market themselves because, like, you know, Takashi Murakami has said before, mm-hmm. uh, we will buy pretty much anything here. So <laughs> a lot of them came here from other places or, you know, there, there are a few that are here and are from here, but I feel like the yeah. majority of, of the really famous ones are from other places. And I just think that yeah. 
you know, we need to stop being like America about certain things because art is definitely not like we're not the art capital of, of anything. <laughs> so it's true, yeah. And there's yeah. definitely a weird obsession with Japan and America, just between anime and and manga and that type of that type of stuff. So I I definitely I think it's cool that he's here and I love Japanese culture. I think it's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the main reason that I actually wanted to talk about Takashi today is because I saw a tweet about something that he had done recently, and I think it's absolutely stellar. Um, so oh, okay. I'm going to send you a link to an article about it. It is so freaking cool. Um, so this actually, is, again, is in America. Um, so this is... I'm just going to send you the link and let you look at it before I start to explain it to everybody first because I kind of want it to be a surprise. But I saw a tweet about it and I was like, ooh, I should do an episode on him. He's done some really nice <laughs> things. So um, I sent you a link. Cool. Oh, wow. Oh, that's really cool. All right. I love this dude. He's the coolest. Yeah. This is so, so pretty. Yes. So did you want to describe it or should I? Yeah, I can describe it. So the headline for the article is Takashi Murakami Designs Room at Children's National Hospital. And there is this picture of this beautiful room in a hospital and the walls are painted and the, is that a, what is that, MRI? I think it's an MRI thing. Yeah, it's an uh, MRI painted, machine. Yeah, just beautiful colors of flowers and it's just gorgeous. I love it. That's so wonderful. Yeah, so um, he recently went on Instagram to share photos of um, his works filling up um, a room at the Children's National Hospital in Washington, D.C. Um, so it looks to me that um, he did like a wrap, like possibly maybe like a vinyl wrap around these machines yeah. and on the walls, which is really, really cool. Um, and it's in a children's hospital, which is the perfect place for his art to be. I think it brightens up yes. the room so much. Um, I don't know. Have you ever had an MRI? Before? I have not, but they look kind of scary. <laughs> oh, okay. I've had one MRI of my brain before and it's absolutely Ooh. terrifying. They had to give ah. me, they had, what did they give me? They gave me something to calm me down because I kept having panic attacks and I couldn't sit still. Oh, no. So they had to give me medicine because you can't move. You, They constrain yeah. you. They lock your head into like, they strap you in and then you can't move at all. They give you headphones and they say, okay, what do you want to listen to? I have Pandora. Do you want to <laughs> listen to this band? They give you music. And then they say, if you move, you ruin the whole thing. We have to start over. You have to sit still for oh an hour gosh. and that's it. And so you sit there for an hour and the thing just scans your brain. And you also have to worry like, oh crap, did I take my earrings out? Because it's like super <laughs> uh, magnetic. So if you have yeah. like an earring that you forgot to take out or something, it will just rip it right out of your skull. Oh my gosh. Um, that sounds terrifying. It's Absolutely. I, I thought, I didn't think I was going to get through it. I needed the drugs. But um, yeah, they <laughs> oh gave me gosh. drugs and they sat me in there. Uh, especially if I was a child, I would feel a lot more comfortable going into a machine that had cute little colorful flowers yeah. and clouds on it than, you know. Totally. <laughs> than just the white, scary monster thing that I had to get into. Um, I yeah. went, I was at an That's adult so hospital. Cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I, I was at just like a regular like adult hospital so you know it it yeah it wasn't ever gonna yeah. be like any chance of it being super colorful and bright like this but mm-hmm. I would still yeah, feel definitely... comfortable the children deserve yeah, it I've... more than me for sure <laughs> Yeah, I've seen MRIs in movies and TV shows and stuff, and it just, it looks very scary. So that's super nice that he, you know, designed these walls to be, to make a kid more comfortable. That's just so wonderful. Yeah, so this is actually a CT PET scanner. Um, and it's, okay. it's essentially like, it can detect bone and joint problems, uh, bone fractures, uh, cancer, heart disease, emphysema, liver masses, um, you know, cancer, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's basically what it used for. So it's like smaller than an MRI machine, but it does it's it's similar to okay. an MRI yeah. machine. But um, I just wanted to compare it to an MRI machine because I I haven't had a CT scan. I've only had an MRI. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and. Uh, I, I could be wrong, but it looks like it's, like, for children. It looks smaller than, um, yeah. like, the adult version. Well, it's, a, it's definitely at a children's hospital, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, But, yeah, I just, like, saw that tweet, and I thought that, oh, my gosh, like, I haven't thought about him since I wrote my little, like, report on him and did my inspired work by some of his artwork, and I just thought that mm-hmm. was something that was really neat, and I really liked it. Yeah. So I thought I'd share that as well. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I yeah, I love this dude. I love him for so many reasons. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for sharing with me. Yeah, yeah no I never problem. knew I the only Japanese artist that I know about is oh gosh, what's her name? Uh Yeyao Kusama, is that her name? <laughs> the lady with the red hair. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, don't think her. I don't think I have. She's an installation artist, but she's the only one that I that I really know about. But yeah, it, it was cool to learn. Yeah, this dude is super cool. I love him. <laughs> yeah, I love him so much. Like, he just seems very forward, very honest about, like, his intentions on mm-hmm. things. Just very... I just really like him. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, he's using us for money, but like, go ahead. If somebody's going to buy his art, that means it made them feel something. It made them happy. So let them buy his art. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't say that about other things. You don't say that about books. Like, oh, he's making a book just to make money. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He spent years writing a book. (laughs) Literally everybody at Stephen King. He's just writing those <laughs> books because he wants to make money to survive. You, who yeah. wants to live and eat food and live in a house? Yeah, it's totally okay to market artwork. I mean, it's totally cool. I don't, yeah. I don't understand it, why that's even a thing because nobody says yeah. that to authors. Nobody says that to actors. Nobody says, oh, yeah. you're just pretending to make yeah. money. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, know. it's because people see art as more of a hobby than anything else. And I hate like, that. It's <laughs> stupid. Stupid, stupid. Art is important, y'all. <laughs> it is. It's so important. And clearly, you can see that here in this beautiful children's hospital. Clearly, art matters, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, I have one final thing to show you. Um, so, I'm okay. going to send you um, a character 
So this is an actual character that Takashi Murakami came up with. Um, and this is his very first work depicting this character, but he's definitely shown up in other places before as well. So um, okay. this is the first painting that he did um, with his character. Uh, his character's name is Mr. Dob. Mr. Dob. Mr. Dob. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't, this is so bizarre. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So this is his first painting with him and it's actually three canvases, three separate canvases, but like the painting is like one, one cohesive this, image yeah. on three separate canvases. And um, he worked the painting up into layers and then he made that textured background by scraping it off. That's so cool. Yeah, the the background, the texture is really cool. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, interesting. So... You, you can totally tell that it's before all the super flat stuff because it has that um that like weathered texture to it. But this is like the yeah. first place. Um so it what do you weirdly Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go go ahead. I was just gonna I was ask. gonna say it weirdly reminds me of more ancient Japanese art because a lot of the older Japanese art has three panels and there's like a a nature a nature scene I guess and those kind of wispy clouds kind of remind me of that I don't know why that's so that's so bizarre yeah it's definitely interesting um so mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts on this character do you think like what do you think is the meaning behind him oh my gosh I don't know I love the character design it's just kind of like a monster looking thing i don't know i i can't i don't know what to think of this character i like the design though i think it's very cool <laughs> okay so um his name is mr dob as i said and dob is short mm -hmm. for dabajit which i don't think i pronounced that right but it's d-o-b-o-j-i-t <laughs> um but that okay. actually in english it means why and uh, he said during an interview um, uh, with Artsy, the, um, yeah, um, during an interview <laughs> with Artsy, he said that this uh, reflects his view of consumers being lifeless and empty, <laughs> which is wow. what he revealed. So, like, why? There's no reason <laughs> that because people are going to buy it, you know, is kind of yeah. what I got from that. Um, That's true. That's such an interesting idea to make a character out of and people love it too he's appeared in so many <laughs> of takashi murakami's works like mm -hmm. people absolutely love this little dude and <laughs> I, I don't know people people love it and it he even came out and publicly said like his name is mr dob like because in english dob uh dabajit is uh why and you know why there's no reason <laughs> i guess i don't That's know i don't know so if there bizarre. is a why but it's mr y and i guess i don't know he just wanted to i don't know he, so he represents the mindless consumer like the... basically that's what he said in an interview interesting yeah. i see okay. it <laughs> i guess i it's totally get that yeah, I mean, it makes sense, especially with his whole vibe and, and his goals as an artist. I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's such an interesting, yeah, that's such an interesting thing to make a character out of. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on Takashi Murakami before we wrap this up? 
Oh, I I'm very happy that we did this podcast on him. I I'd never heard of the, him before this, but um, he seems like a super cool guy. I love his art. I love his his vibe, and I love his you know purpose in art. I think he he especially with the children's hospital. That's just such a cool thing, and he seems like such a cool guy. I I don't know. I just really like him. <laughs> Yeah, I like him too. I think he's definitely an, an interesting person. And I think that um, he has like goals that m- make people take artists more seriously, which I really yeah. like because a lot of artists don't take themselves seriously because we lack confidence. And I think that he definitely has like that confidence and that energy of like, well, even if this isn't good, people will buy it anyways, because they're stupid. <laughs> and I just kind of yeah. like that because it's very honest. And I, I appreciate I, that. Yeah. yeah, I definitely appreciate it as well. But he's a, he's an interesting dude. Um, I'm gonna go yeah. ahead and, and link some of his artwork in the description. Uh, I really enjoy him as a human. I think he's great um, <laughs> overall. Fantastic. Uh, definitely tend to agree with, you know, a lot of his positions in, in the art industry, in the art field. Um, and I, I really like it. So, yeah, I think this is a good place to uh, wrap it up. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. I I don't know. I, I really love him. <laughs> let it be known (laughs) all right uh so thank you guys so much for listening um like i always say um please 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 recommend us to a friend if you have someone who's interested in art or is an artist this is a great podcast to put on in the background to get the creative juices flowing so if you know someone who's interested in even art history or just the art world in general and you think they would like it just go ahead and let you know, let them know about us. Um, If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and leave us that five-star review. It really helps us out. Um, And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, And we will see you. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, and uh, we will see you next Monday. (laughs) Bye, Bye. everyone. (laughs) Bye.